four, three, two, one. Vic and Jermaine, let's go. South side, we outside. Cultivate your mind and recognize the living God inside. We reppin' H-O-M-E. Understand the mechanics and signs and use the essence of your very design. You seek knowledge because you have passion. Haters wishing to hold you back captive. Catching all they bullets in your teeth like it's the last dragon. Like Bruce Leroy, boy, let it be known. You won't never let them take you from your throne. It's the H-O-M-E. Providing information with ease. Creating a peaceful state within a nation of greed. Melanated and free. Teach you how to patiently scheme and learn the methodology you need to gain and achieve we all a family we gotta stay close to our humanity the home resides within so let us gradually learn and accomplish break through the lies escape the imposters it's the h-o-m-e we honor h-o-m-e Yes, yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. H O M E. Uh, House of Melanated Excellence. Excellent. Wow. Yeah. First and foremost, I got to say what's up. Peace to the Almighty Jai, my brother, aka the God our day, the righteous born, the heart in the soul, defender Ooh. of the paint, co owned the co founder of H O M E, son of Garvey. Let's get it, God. What's good Yo. with the Almighty? Oh, man. It's all great and lovely over here, God. It's all great and lovely. Mm. Peace to the God, the great I am, the Alpha Ooh. and the Omega, man. the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the floor wow. co founder. Of H O M E, yeah, man. P S forty mil, yes, How sir. You be God, man, doing wonderful. God, doing wonderful, man. Gotta feeling good, man. How about yourself, man? What you got going on in the world today? Yeah, man, I'm feeling great. God, I'm feeling great, man. It's mm. a it's a lovely day out here. Every every day is a lovely day, man. I Where? Uh, last time I spoke, man, I was I was speaking to you about um. About this Indian chick, you know, lady, lady, I say chick, she was a grown woman. Right. <laughs> she, and she was a uh, elder, not elder, sort of, sort of elder, elderly, elderly presence she had about her. Gotcha. And she was, you know, speaking to me about, you know, how my day is going. And I said, okay, you know, I told you about all that. Right. How we're going to, you know, start changing things to, you know, you start making your life great. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. These things affect you like that. Right. So, and I, and it's just funny, man. I had this song. And we, and we all know this song. There's this one particular song by Bill Withers, mm. and it's called "Lovely Day." Okay, and, okay. Uh, and you know when I look at you, and you know he starts saying that it's gonna be a lovely day, lovely yeah. day. And he repeats that over and over and over again. Lovely, lovely day, day yeah. lovely day, lovely day. And I'm like, uh, man, you know when you when you listening to that song, I don't see how it's possible. <laughs> To not have a lovely day, man. <laughs> you, know? you know, I mean, I don't care what you're going through. It's like you pop this song on. It's like, man, man. I say yes, to Bill man. Withers, man. I say to yes. Bill Withers, man. Definitely, no doubt. Beautiful record, man. Just by you saying that, it's it's, it's funny how it, it takes even more meaning now. The way you just put it, like it was always was a beautiful mm. song, but 
Yeah. The way you spoke of it just now just gave it a whole nother frequency, mm. vibration to it, man. That's that's the beauty of knowledge and truth and wisdom. Like, um <clears throat> a, a good a good elder, uh Starvius, man, he was he was saying how mm. You can hear the truth over and over again. Like you can hear the same truth a thousand times. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like every time you hear it, it brings a new dimension, a new level of understanding to it. Mm. So you can never hear the truth enough. And I was like, wow, you know, that's that's powerful, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is real. That is yeah. real. You can never hear the truth enough. Man. That and and and, and it took I mean, I noticed what it was doing. I remember when I was listening to it. Well, I'm listening to it a lot, but lately, and I, I had, at the time, I had my baby girl in the car in the back behind me, and and you know she was she was next thing I heard her saying, "Lovely," you know she was <laughs> saying the chorus, you know, yeah, like, wow, she's feeling it. You know, this thing is real. You know, she's feeling that, right, right. You know, I'm like, wow, man. You know, the power of music mm. and the power of lyrics and mm. things like that. You know how we can use those tools to influence. You know. You know what we want to feel. Yes, sir. You know. Yes, sir. You know, you're not feeling too great. You're not. You don't really have it in you to get through to say, "Man, you know, this is a great day." Right. Pop in some Bill Withers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pop in some Lean on Me or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Pop in. Pop in. Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> Man. You know what though? You know, what's that? Because <laughs> yo, this is crazy, right? Hey, as you say, and I'm thinking about uh, Kobe Bryant. And he was doing an interview, and uh-huh. he was asked, you know, what music does he come out to? Like, what music does he listen to to get him prepared yeah. for for a game? And he mm. was he started laughing, and he was like, "People are gonna think I'm crazy, but I listen to the theme song of uh of like with Mike the Michael Myers music, uh, Halloween, yeah, <laughs> Halloween." And he was like, "Really? Yeah." Yeah, and he says he, he he wants to feel like a sociopath. Like he don't what he doesn't want to have any feelings. He took that to another level for real. Yo. And <laughs> Talking so about conjuring up what you want to conjure up. Exactly. Boy. So hey. it, it works both ways, right? And yeah. one day at work I did that. I put I put the music on, put it in my, my headset, right? And I'm just walking mm-hmm. around work with that music in my head and I'm I'm feeling like yo. <laughs> 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 Feeling like a straight sociopath killer right now. You know what I'm saying? Don't pop it up on Mother. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Ben, what's up, God? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Yo. nah. He's like, uh, okay, I'm I'm going over here. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I, in your eye right now. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, I started walking real creepy. Like, you know? <laughs> I'm like, Yo, Kobe dropped the jewel on this one. I'm going to use this one. Very often, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where it is born, man. So wow. Um, speaking of sociopath, though, just want to give a, a shout out to Miss Yvette Myers, um, for coming on the, the our show platform last last time, and she's dropped. not a sociopath, by the way. No. Nah. <laughs> 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 At least not that we know. No, we relax. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> You never know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, man, she's a beautiful, beautiful sister. She came on as a mental health uh, uh, expert and really gave us a lot of tools and jewels to, to help us navigate with anxiety, parent raising, and different things like that. Very informative show. Um, go back and check that out, man, if you haven't yeah. heard it. 
uh, yeah. in this day and time, mental health is such a, a, a powerful endeavor of self-love and self-responsibility. So like we said, you can't have it enough, right? So we're dealing mm-hmm. with some heavy mental illness in our community, and we need more knowledge that's that's centered towards us and our experiences here in the West, man. And she definitely is helping bring some of that knowledge to the forefront, man. So salute to her and uh, the Wasi Wasi episode. Yes, the Wasi Wasi. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Our first, um, again, that was our first one dealing, actually dealing with the mental health, you know, yeah. dabbling, you know, dabbling in those waters a little bit. And um, yeah, that was a, that was a great way to, to, to dig in there and that mental health a little bit, you know? Yes, sir. I think we did a great job. Yes, sir. Miss Maya, she, she, she brought it, man. Mm. She really brought it, man. And I, and I love what she, you know, the way the tools she gave us. Yes. And, um, and, and the wisdom. Yes. You know, it, was, it was great. It was yes. great. The understanding, you know, mm-hmm. I'm employing some of those different tactics, man. And, um, I mean, some of them was a little difficult to swallow. Right. Yeah. But, um, but, um, you know, we know truth when we hear it, you know, that sometimes it challenges you. Right. And, um, and that's what it's supposed to do. Yes, you know? sir. And yes, that's sir. What, that's what she, that's what she did, man. And I and big props to her, big respect. Yes, sir. No doubt about it. Please, yeah, definitely go check that out, man. Yeah, definitely, man. Like I said, we just we just hitting you from all angles, and and um, mm. so today is going to be a dynamic show, man. And, and I'm so looking forward to this show right here. Yes, we got a legendary uh, pillar in our community coming on by the name of Coach. Dominic Robinson Neal, right? Dominic Robinson Neal, yeah, that's it. And um, it. I just call him Coach. <laughs> Man, this brother has, has has been a mentor, has been a trainer, so many different things. Man, just a good, solid stand-up brother at the end of the day. But we're going to get yes. into boxing today, man. We're going to get into the sweet science for sure. Boxing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that is something that's always, well, I can't say always since I was a baby, but it's been intriguing me for a long time is that, like you said, that sweet science of boxing. Right. Just something about throwing them hands, man. Right. You know, just, just, uh, just, just different mano y mano, <laughs> you know, duking it up. Yeah. Man, and then there's a science to it. You ain't just getting out there, just boom, boom, wailing away. Right, right. Science to it. You can see those punches coming. Mm. You know what I'm saying? See them coming. Know when to bob and weave. Know when to stick and move. You know how you do your feet, moving around, getting the angles and and all that stuff. So yeah, getting a little, little more of the understanding of that man is, man, that's going to be beautiful. Not and not just from anybody, like you said, Coach Robertson Neal, man. Yes, I mean this, he's been doing it for a long time. Yes, you know one of his homies, one of his homies. Yes, yeah, he um his homies, him and his one of his tight homies is um Roy Jones Jr. Man, yes, sir, the the legend. Yes, sir. You know, I mean, one of the quickest hands, man, that's ever lived, man. I mean, man. his hands were, whoo, boy. You see him fighting his prime, man, and his his hand speed was 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 awesome, man. Next level. Like, what? Next oh, level, man. That thing was like flash. Uh, I mean, that thing. Foof, foof, foof. Yeah, man. Man, yeah. So yeah, it'll be it'll be a great great time with with Coach Robinson Neal for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, man. Um. We don't have nobody on the show that, you know, we don't feel is, is stand up and solid. And mm-hmm. this brother, a couple of times I've had my my children go to his gym and and work out, 
because I felt like, you know, boxing, the science of boxing could really help them in their development. And I got to, it's crazy because my son, when he was about maybe 15, um, you know, we was going through his phone and, and we found that he was in this group chat and he was mm-hmm. um, dissing this, this girl. And then the the, the mm-hmm. diss that he told he said in the group was that um, when a girl gives gives head, she sounds like Dark Vader, right? So I'm like, you know, it was funny to me. Like it's it's it was funny, but I you know I can't let that slide. You know what I mean? No. Because yeah. because that's somebody's daughter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. I don't want you know these things get in in the text message world that can always come back and and harm them later. And that's just yes. not how you deal with. That's not how you deal with females, period. You know what I mean? No, so no. I, I had to teach him a lesson. So instead of me just saying, hey, don't do that no more, I called Coach Robinson. And I'm mm. like, yo, listen. I told him what went down with my son. And I said, I'm going to bring him to your gym and I'm going to act like you that girl's father. And so mm-hmm. we can have that chit-chat with him. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, all right, cool. So this man waited for me because I was supposed to get there like around 6.30. I didn't get there till like 7 o'clock. Everybody in the gym is gone. He sat mm. there, stayed, and waited for me. So on the way there, I told my son, like, yo, you shouldn't be doing that. Now this girl's father is trying to get at me, and he a boxer. Like, what you want me to do with this? Like, you know what I'm saying? You got me yeah. in a situation now. I got to go see this man. He's a he's a professional boxer, and, you know, we're we going to see what's up. So, yo, my son in the yeah. backseat, nervous. Like, oh, my God. Like, he's, he's, <laughs> uh, I just look in his eyes like, oh, my God. Like, he's almost. Obviously, you didn't learn this from the from the psychopath, Mr. Um. Nah, this is before that. This is before that. This is before that. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. So, so like, cold stuff? yeah. So he's like, you know, his his eyes is watery. Like he like before we even get there. Like so, <laughs> so we go in there. We sit down. You know what I'm saying? And Coach Robinson, he just, I mean, he he should have got a, a an Academy Award for the way he, ready, huh? yo, for the way he played it out, but. You know, at the end of the day, it was a great learning lesson. When I when I told my son that this was all made up, the the relief of of Wasi Wasi that came off of him was mm. was crazy. He was just like so like you can see gratitude <laughs> all over his face, man. And, and, and so salute but, to Coach, man, for um for yeah. helping me with that, man. And I hadn't had a problem since, you know, with my son mm. dealing with anything uh, of that nature. So you know, wow, yeah. Man, that's that's thinking outside the box too, man. Salute well, to you, man. <laughs> yeah, that was clever. That that was your other nickname, man. Yeah, yeah, clever coming out there. Well, I like that, man. I, yeah, you ain't just scold him. You man, you put him in a situation. Right, right. Yeah, you have him. You have him think of some consequences. You know, like exactly. You said before you know, you know, people get so used to doing things and <clears throat> saying whatever they want, doing whatever they want to people because there ain't no consequences behind it. Exactly. You know? So yeah, you started getting to think about those consequences, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. You know, I I just always I, I always used to watch the Cosby Show, <clears throat> and he was he was just very he was just very creative in how he parented. And I yeah. always said to myself, when yes. I have children, I'm gonna try to be a little bit more creative, you know, with how I teach them lessons. You know what I'm saying? Real? So Coach Robinson, True. like I said, you know, he deserved an Academy Award for the way he. He added on to what I was doing, man. So I'm forever thankful. Then later on, I, I brought my daughter to him, you know, for a workout. And his workouts is crazy. Like if you ever seen on um, Coach Robinson workouts, man, it's scary. Like I, I've been meaning to go take a lesson with him, but his workouts <laughs> is so real. 
Yeah. It's like, yo, I'll be nervous because he, he don't, when he say one more, it's like, that's legit 20 more easy. You know what I'm saying? He don't even, like, he lose count. I see this man lose count when he telling you to do sit ups. So it was, it's starting over. Yeah, it's like, yo, you just <laughs> said one. Like, I'm, I'm like, like ah. to start over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, <laughs> but you know what, bro? To see his yeah. tribe, to see his tribe and how yeah. they like a family is something very remarkable. And it's something yeah. that we all can learn from. And I think we're going to bear witness to that on today's show. So, without further ado, we're going to take a small break. <clears throat> when we coming back, we coming back with Coach Robinson Neal of Robinson Neal Boxing Academy. So, hold on. Buckle your seats. H-O with me. We coming right back. Straight legend. Don't go nowhere. Yes, Come sir. Back here now. This is H-O-M-E, the best podcast in the game. The biggest in the game. Every guest is official. Every interview is fire. Keeping it hot. This is not just a podcast. This is a movement, homie. Absolutely. South Carolina, what's up? What's up, y'all? This is Nas. This is Kendrick Lamar. What's up, y'all? This is J. Cole. Follow the show on Instagram at h.o.m.e.7 underscore podcast. Yo, yes, sir. Yes, sir. H-O-M-E, House of Melanated Excellence. We are back, yeah. man. And, um, yeah. hey, God. Yo, it's that time again. Man, Make I think the it's... God's happy. Yes, sir. Please. Oh, man. Let's get ready for the thunder. Bring the thunder. Who we got, God? Listen, man. I don't even know where to start. This list so long. <laughs> <laughs> When it comes to boxing, the sweet science of boxing, mm. you need somebody that really been in the trenches, man. We we ain't talking about somebody who with the, the all the glitz and glamour. We need talking about that real mindset. We got Coach yeah. Robinson Neal, founder of Robinson Neal Boxing Academy, retired Army Ranger, mentor, pillar, mm. father in our mm. community of Columbia, South Carolina. Please give a warm welcome yes. for Coach Robinson Neal. What's good? What's good? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good, man. It's all good, Coach. Man, how you feeling, Coach? How you feeling today? Man, I'm feeling good, man. I can't complain. Everything is great. Everything is lovely. I'm yes. healthy, so yes, no sir. complaints. Yes, sir, yeah. man. Well, it's it's an honor to have you here. Thank you for taking yeah. the time out. It's been a long time coming. I, I've always been a fan and supporter of, of everything that you had going on. Um, So it's an honor to have you here right now, man. So let's get started, right? So I know there's a term in boxing called when putting on the gloves, when somebody put the gloves on you or you put the gloves on. So when did you put the gloves on or who put the gloves on you? Did you remember that time? Yeah, I I started, well, I sort of started boxing late. I started when I was in the military. I used to go, you know, I bought, well, the first time I put gloves on used to be in my neighborhood. We used to have, you know, the older kids in the neighborhood used to put gloves on and they used Mm -hmm. to always... And we we pretend we Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. So, you know, you know, that was the first time I put gloves on. I didn't know how to box. Right, right. I wasn't gotcha. taught. But yeah. when I um, I went to the military, I used to, 
you know, I you know, I've always been a good street fighter, so I thought I could, you know, I thought I was good with my hands. <laughs> right. Yeah. So when I went to the military, I, I I went to a club one night and I had some brass knuckles on. So oh, I was knocking people out. So they thought I was knocking them out with my hands. So they, said, <laughs> Damn. they said, Man, you knocked out. So they sent me to the Sergeant Major and Sergeant Major said, I can't believe you knocked out six people. I was like, Yeah, he said, Well, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, your punishment gonna be you gonna be a sparring partner for the boxing team for a week. Mm. I was like, That's it. And then I found out I couldn't box. <laughs> man, I found out I, really, I found out I really couldn't box. What, what you mean oh, by that? What, what you mean you found out you couldn't really box? What What was the awakening? Like what What happened that made you man, think like that? Beat the brakes off me. They beat the brakes off me. Hmm. Yeah, they they beat the they beat the brakes off me for about a week, and then so man, that humbled me. You know, it really humbled mm. me. I, uh-huh. I didn't wait for about. I didn't go to the club. I stayed in my. I was sort of depressed. I went. I stayed in my um. I stayed in my room, man, for about a week, week and a half. Wow. So then I went back to the coach and asked him, could he teach me how to box? And then that's how he taught me how to box. Back then, the army had real good boxes. The army's had the army had the best boxer, amateur boxers in the world. Wow. Mm. So. I learned, you know, I learned, you know, how to box from those guys being around them and the good coaches that they, the good coaches that they had in the military. So I learned boxing by the numbers. I learned the actual science of boxing. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So when you say, I mean, I hear that, Mm -hmm. you know, someone say, you know, the science of boxing and boxing is something that I've been intrigued with, you know, for a long, for a long time. I'm sure like a lot of folks out there, you know, just been intrigued with it. But uh, and never knew there was really a science to it, you know, until you start studying a little more and you hear people talk about the science of boxing. The what, sweet what, science. It's called the, the sweet, sweet science. The sweet science of boxing. What do you right. mean by you when you say that? It's, well, it's like any form of like any form of it's an art. Boxing is an art. You know, a lot of, you know, it's it's got out away from that in the last decade or so, but it's still a sweet science. It's still mm-hmm. There's so many, so many intricacies and so many small things and details about mm. boxing that people really don't understand. You know, they watch TV and see boxing and say, "Oh, he got to do is hit him." If you really knew how hard it was to hit a trained professional or a good amateur, it's not easy as you think it is. It's not wow. like a street fight. You mm. going against time, conditioning, and another person. Mm. You know, and your skill set. You know. Wow. So, a lot of time people think you know think it's easy but it's not it's a, it's a very it's a very h- tough hustle you know what i'm saying right okay. right okay so so when so when it comes down to the when you first got into the ring and you got the you got humbled was it the science aspect of it that really intrigued you or was it just the fact that you was getting uh that rude awakening or like what mm-hmm. what made you say you know what i i really want to take this thing to another level yeah. Well, because I've always, you know, I've always loved contact sports and things of that nature. So I said, well, I'm right here by the by the team. So let me learn. You mm. know, let me learn. So I wanted to learn. I wanted to be taught. So once I got, you know, so it wasn't. It was just a science of how these little guys. I'm missing. They swing. I'm swinging and missing. I'm wow. getting tired, and all that came into play about you know you have to actually train. Right. Right. Just, you know. So. Gotcha. I had to, buckle down and, and and humble myself and learn it so, okay okay so you had to learn like um like you said the just the learning the aspect the science of it learning like because i dappled with it just real understanding like when they throw a right you throw this and you know what i'm saying 
and and that's just the way it goes. You move here when they move there, and um and understand. It's like dance, it's like it's like chess. It's it's an art. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. two people dance, you know, dancing violently. Dancing violently. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Dancing violently. That's cool. All right. So wow. So, so how long after that did you start take start having actual fights? Like what? What? How far did you go with? Did you go professional or did you stay amateur? Yeah, I, I had I had eighty nine, about eighty nine, eighty eight amateur fights, and I had if you look on boxing, I had seven professional boxers. Actually, I had ten, but um, so I I went professional. I was you know I was amateur, then I you know turned professional. Got you. Okay. Got you. Okay. Okay. So how was it for you going from when you first had like like Baker's dance like to that first? Your first big fight, like what's what's going through your mind? What's the setup? What's the concept behind your first big well, fight? I, I, I had I had so many amateur fights, you know what I'm saying. So it was just mm-hmm. like, you know, and I sparred a, probably a million rounds of my mm-hmm. life. So wow, wow. The only, like the only the only part that was nerve wracking for me was always walking to the ring. Really, Once I got in the ring. I'm like it is what it is. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. Um, I, I know I know I got skills, so I'm not really worried about getting hurt and that like that so once i got in there the first punch was thrown i'm good so <clears throat> so what's the so let's that walk to the ring that's that's always a very powerful image we see boxers have where you know mm-hmm. they got their music going that really sets the tone too what's going through the boxer's mind on that walk to the ring Man, to me now, for me, for me, it was like going to the electric chair. I can't. I never <laughs> it's like, okay, you're going, wow, you walking, walking that aisle, you jogging that aisle, whatever, and you, you know, in the back of your mind, all these people come to see you. Some come to see you lose. You don't want to get embarrassed. You don't want to get knocked out. You know, you then you want to. You have little doubts. Did I train hard enough? Did I do this? Did mm. I do everything I'm supposed to do? Mm. You know, yeah. get into the ring. Once I get in the ring, I'm good. It's wow. just that walk. For me, it was just that walk to the ring. Got you. Interesting. What, what, what song? What song you used to play before before your fight? Did you have like I used a... to play the? I, well, in my pro days, I used to play the Man Right Chair by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's yeah. let's let's go into the into the into the history, man, uh, of, mm. of boxing. Like where where did. Where did boxing even originate from? Who came up with boxing? Boxing started back in 3000 BC. Get out of here. 3000 BC. Yeah. A form of boxing. It's like the gladiators used to have been the Olympiads and they had a form of boxing, you know, back in them days. You know, boxing really didn't get sanctioned and turned into a real boxing uh, where you had the first boxing ring was set up in 1838. You know wow. what I'm saying? That's why. That's why you hear a box. You say the boxing ring, right? But actually, the boxing ring is a square. If you, okay. You know, it's mm. four corners. It's not a that's ring. Right. That's right. But they still take the old term of a boxing ring because back in the day they had the circle out there, and which was a ring. Oh, you know? oh. So that's why they still call it a ring. Right. They still call it a boxing <laughs> ring. Actually, wow. Wow. That's true. That's true. Wow. Wow. Was it like the so? You, so it was still boxing. It was just. Like throwing hands, was there a science to it, or was it just it, it was like throwing street? hands, you know? But like anything, it gets t- with time, it gets better, supposedly, except, except now. But mm-hmm. like up to, you know, when you look at some boxes back from the 1800s compared to the 70s and 80s, you know, it changed a lot. So yeah. then when the black guys start getting in it with rhythm, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> rhythm and moving and 
you know what I'm saying, and shucking and jiving, whatever. Right. It, it became different. It became mm-hmm. bo- you know, it's boxing, you know. Gotcha. You, you're right. I remember seeing, you know, these old pictures and old videos of fighters way back in the like, like black and white. You know, they're mm-hmm. fighting. They like, like they got like the two hands up, like kind of not side by side, but just in some kind of way. Putting up just, your dukes. Yeah, like put up your dukes. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like rock them, sock them. Yeah. Balls, right. You know, right, right. Kind of boxing like that. And I'm like, right. man, wh- why, why are they boxing like that? But that's what you know. That's what they thought was correct back then. And they, yeah, they got, got fine tuned, and you know, things came in movement instead of just going brawling. The, the guy starts saying, "Okay, I'm gonna hit, and not get hit. I'm gonna try to hit, and not get hit." You know, right. yes. And that's the science of it: hit, and not get hit. Mm. And yeah, a lot of people don't understand that uh, that that hit and not get hit. I uh, I got mad respect for for Floyd Mayweather, man, and um, for the way he he brought that aspect of the game, or of the of the science of boxing to the forefront, but people still don't understand what they're looking at. You're right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like you telling a woman what it's like to have a baby, right? You see it. <laughs> right. You really don't understand it. You know what I'm saying? That's just mm-hmm. like, if you don't have, if you don't, if you don't, if you never actually done it, or mm-hmm. even got in the ring and dabbled with it, you wouldn't understand it. Right. So people people just watch boxing and want to see blood and guts, see two guys go at it. Right. That's why they say guys who box are boring. You know what I'm saying? Guys who mm-hmm. actually box, that's actual boxing. But nowadays people want to see somebody get sent to the hospital or somebody get, you know, get their head yeah. knocked off. Two guys yeah. just going toe to toe, right. which is not boxing, you know. Did boxing make you a better ranger, you think? No, I had to I had that. Well, I had I was a ranger before I was a boxer, so okay, 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 okay. I still, I still had the ranger mentality when I boxed. Like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I still had the ranger mentality when even when I boxed. So I was like, hey, the guy technically a guy gonna have to kill me in there. You understand what I'm right, saying? Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, you ain't really, if you ain't really to bring it like that, then he ain't gonna beat me. Well, well, then mm. and that's the case. Then how did boxing help you outside the ring? Like in your in your personal life, did you notice yourself having more confidence? Did you notice yourself how you negotiate deals, how you parent, how you how you how you get with the women? Like, how was boxing right, affecting right, you? you? Know, boxing, a boxer, boxing gonna give you a swag. <laughs> right. It's gonna give you a different mm. type of swag. You know what I'm saying? Everybody <laughs> loves a fighter. Everybody, you know, women love yeah. fighters. Everybody yeah. loves fighters. So, boxing gives a kid. If you you take a kid. Most kids who actually box don't get in trouble in school. Right. They don't get in fights in school because if so, if they already know they box, they don't want to take a chance of getting tried. But, you know, I've had some of them get get into it. But, you know, most of them, they have confidence. Most people who get in fights trying to prove something. Trying mm. to prove something. You're right. Most people who actually box, man, I ain't got no point to prove to you. What do I, what do I look like beating up a guy who can't box? Right. You know mm-hmm. Unless he pushed me to that level. You know what I'm saying? Push me to that. But, I don't, I'm not going to just go out and start. Matter of fact, I'll probably walk away, man. Go ahead, man. You, right. I'll beat you up. I'm supposed to beat you up. You beat That's me right. up, then, then, I, then now what? You yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a lose-lose at that point. Right. It's a lose-lose situation. So I don't try to, you know, boxers do have egos. People say it's, they are uh, cocky, but it's just confidence. It's just a swag they got. You know, I done heard mm. guys from the gym say, I want what he has. Mm. Look at pointing out a box. I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "He got that it, that 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 uh, charisma, that that mm. confidence." 
I said, okay, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> that brings me to a question, Coach Robinson. Uh-huh. You've been how long? You've been been training, well, training boxers and in the, in the boxing, you know, science, sweet science of boxing. How long you've been coaching in boxing? How many I years? actually started coaching probably. I coached even when I was in the army. So I coached. I started coaching around two thousand one. Okay. Wow. Two thousand one. Okay. You know what okay. I'm saying. And uh, to now, you know, so so when you're training and coaching, what is the mentality you look for in your students to say, ah, I mean, because I'm sure everybody can't go and fight amateur and be professional. What is it that you look for in your students say, "Okay, yeah, I think this will make a good, good boxer right here. Mm. Well, I want to check his heart. I don't want to. I don't want somebody training me six months and I find out or eight months or a year and I, find I ain't got no heart. So yeah. I'm gonna test him early. If he if he got a little heart, I can give him skills. I'm not worried about giving him the skills or the tools he needs mm-hmm. to be successful. But if he got a little heart, that's something I can't teach. You know, mm. you can't teach heart. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if he got that already, you know, I already know I I, I can make something out of him. I can take him from the amateurs to the pros. That's not what do you think that celebrate that separates like like the successful, what we call successful boxers from you know, from the champions, from the, the ones who are not quite successful, you know, because they all, like you said, they all have the heart, they all should have that respect. They got in the ring and they may not have done, you know, well as well as they wanted to. It's, 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 it's a few factors. Uh-huh. All right. One is uh somebody teaching them correct you know what i'm saying somebody teaching you correct it's a lot of guys with heart but no skills mm-hmm. so that a work ethic you know what i'm saying and able and be able to doggone focus you know mm-hmm. most of these guys can't lock in and focus for 30 days straight right you know? wow. but Man. that come along with you know this generation you know what i'm saying they got cell phones they they got girls yeah. friends you know what I'm saying? back in the day you didn't have all the social media stuff so basically you could focus more right I'm doing what you had to do. You might have a phone, but you talk after practice or whatever. Gotcha. But you know, it's just a little different. That's all. Gotcha. So you find it a little more, a little more difficult to. Yeah, to I mean, it, it's you know, like times change. So like, what worked back in my day probably don't work now. You know what I'm saying? Right. You had different type. You had different type coaches. Most of these kids today, you can't, you can't get on them like how our coaches got on us or how we got cursed out. Or Ari, you know what I'm saying? Most of them getting their feelings easy yeah. today. Right. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta adjust somewhat, but I can still keep it old school. <laughs> yeah, it's my way or the highway. You gotta no go, you gotta roll. You know what I'm saying? You wanna be great, listen to what I'm telling you. <laughs> you in your feelings, go yeah. go play video games with your mom, whatever, you know. Got you. Mm-hmm. Man. So you just keep it old school. You ain't trying to Nah, because because if you look at Boxing the only sport that has regress instead of progress. Look at yes. football. It, it's it's faster, it's speedier, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it, it's different. Basketball, whatever sport. But boxing is the only sport. Like, think about it. Back in the day, they used to go 15 rounds. They threw yeah. more punches. They yeah. threw more jabs. They did everything different. You yeah. know, now guys can't go 12 rounds. True. You got to think about it. Back in the day, they didn't have, you know, got to look at it. They didn't have all the tech technology and stuff they have now, personal trainers and all that foolishness. That's and right. thing, what got boxers in shape back then? They ran, they sparred, they hit the heavy bag and jump rope. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's and they, true. Were, they could fight 15 rounds. They'd probably fight 20 or 30 if they had to. You know, wow. a, 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 some of them worked jobs. They went to work, eight-hour jobs, got off work, went to train, wow. and then got back up five the next morning to go to, you know, get up and run, then go to work. You know, just type, different type of man. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Discipline. Yeah, different different type of much man. more discipline. Right. Different type yeah. of man. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Different type a lot of man. Guys, a lot of these guys want to be entitled. You know what I'm saying? They They think. Because you come, man. Hey, man, I, I'm not impressed with that. <laughs> I done it too. Right. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I'm not impressed with that. I know what I went through to, you know what I'm saying to to become decent. Right. So, what's an example? You said they're entitled. They think. What's the example? You said they they think they're entitled. You know, what are they bringing at you? They want people to give them something. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They want they want to make millions of dollars. The first thing I want to make a million dollars. Okay, well, you got to have a million dollar work ethic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they're just coming to you thinking they're gonna train and just bam just shut up there man, like that man i had guys coming to the gym tell me man yeah this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna want to i had a guy last two weeks ago tell me he came in a 27th which he's late he tell me yeah i want to be the wbc champ i want to go up and down in two weight classes and all this other food. I said, man, you got to learn how to box first. <laughs> wow. He, tell me he, he boxed someplace else. You know what I'm saying? I guess he think because I said, okay, well, here we go. Get in the ring. Let me see what you got. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Man? You can't go around. Ah, oh, <laughs> man. You can't throw a correct punch. He ain't been back. You know what I'm saying? That ring going to expose you. Now, you can wow. say all you want outside the ring, but that ring is a truth machine. It's going to expose you. <laughs> you don't know. Hold on. I said, bit. T-shirt, coach. The ring is the truth machine. What the it's T-shirt truth machine? Truth. Why? Heck yeah. <laughs> so you, you know, you, you're going to get exposed if you don't know, if you wasn't taught correctly. Yes, sir. Mm. Man. Ah, man. Yo, listen. On that note, we're going to take a small intermission, a small break. When we come back, man, we're going to get into a little bit of the history of boxing for Melanated Brothers and, and see how we yeah, came yeah. about in this thing, man. So keep rocking with us. H.O. and me. Be right back. All right. Come back, too. Hey, what's up? It's Jay-Z. Hey, what's up? Yo, it's the Kid 50 Cent. Is... What's up, y'all? I'm Beyonce. What's up, y'all? This is J. Cole. The House of Melanated Excellence. You now tuned in to the House of Melanated Excellence with your brothers, Vic and Jermaine. Engage with us. Like, share, comment on Instagram at h.o. Dot M dot E dot underscore seven underscore podcast. Become part of the movement. Queens get the money. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. H O M E House of Melanated Excellence. We are back, man. We got the legendary Coach Robinson Neal rocking with us today at the House of Melanated Excellence. Um, like I stated before the break, man, we wanted to get into the history of this thing, and especially when it comes to black melanated people. Um, which mm-hmm. which boxing era would you say was the most impactful for us as a culture? As a culture, I say the sixties, the fifties. Well, I say in every era, like up to like for us, like, you know, when Jack Johnson won the heavyweight uh 
Jack Johnson won the heavyweight championship when he won the heavy because you got to realize uh, that they wouldn't let blacks fight for the uh, heavyweight title. You know what I'm saying? So wow, okay. So he was the know, first black heavyweight. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So he so when he opened up doors, you know, for for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? What made them, um, you know, start accepting black, letting black people fight? Well, because they were getting bored. They like Jack Johnson was beating up everybody <laughs> else. After a while, everybody gonna say, "Well, man, when you gonna let him fight?" You know, when 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 you gonna let you know? After a while, somebody gonna say, "Man, we want to see him fight." And then Jack yeah. Johnson was arrogant. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He, you know, Jack Johnson dated white women. He had white women. He had gold teeth in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he had the grills. He was a big black man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, think about it. He won the heavyweight title in 1908. Wow. So think about 1908. Yeah, that's not too far from slavery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, man. Yeah. You know, decades of slavery. Right. Yeah. And yep. He going around, so they wanted a white man to shut him up. Mm. <laughs> so, Get off our know, women. <laughs> right. So Jack ended up getting the belt. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. so they really didn't expect him to win. Oh, no, no, no. They want somebody to beat him up. <laughs> they want somebody to beat him up. Yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And then the second head, uh, black heavyweight champ was Joe Lewis. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then Joe what, Lewis. What year, what year is this? This, around like, this is the uh, Joe Lewis. He's what the. Joe Lewis. This was like in the 40s, right? Oh, yeah. Joe Lewis didn't come. Joe Lewis didn't come. Um, Jane, okay. When he, he, he beat James Braddock. Eight rounds, Chicago, uh, nineteen thirty-seven. Nineteen thirty-seven. Okay, right. And that <laughs> so, was the next. Wow, wow. So it was a it was a long gap, right? Between Joe Lewis and Jack. What was it? Jack Robinson. Jack. Jack, Jack Johnson. Johnson. Jack Johnson. Right. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you know it was a big gap. So Jack Johnson paved the way. Then Joe Lewis held it. But Joe Lewis lost to Max Smelly, which was a German. So the Germans, you know, Adolf Hitler was in charge of the Germans then. So then it became a, a, a race thing, America versus Germany. Mm. So when they had the rematch, everybody in America was going for Jack Johnson. I mean, going for uh, Joe Lewis. Joe Black, Lewis, White, right. Whatever, yeah. Everybody really? was going for Joe Lewis. Wow. You know? And Joe Lewis knocked him out. Uh-huh. So even though he was a secondhand citizen, but he he was a everybody was loving him, and then he was he was quiet and he was humble. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So he, he you know he fit the bill. Okay, and he was messing with white women. <laughs> nah, <laughs> 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 if he was, he kept it on the down. Right. <laughs> he was smart about it. Okay, right. yeah, man. Wow. So that's so that's a 1940. So who's next up? So who who takes the the throne after Joe Lewis? Uh, let me see. I had to. Let me see. Let me see who won the heavyweight title after uh, Joe Lewis. Uh, let me see. Well, I guess I guess the most impactful. Who made the next biggest impact for boxing for us after Joe Lewis? Would you say Sugar Ray Robinson? Mm. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. The goat. <laughs> the goat in your book, huh? You you just the goat. That man is a goat, man. Really? That man, listen, man. At one point, that man career, he was one hundred and twenty-eight and one. Woo! God, oh. 128 and he was a heavyweight. What was he? 
Now he was a he was a, he was best at his welterweight. He was best at welterweight, and he ended up moving up to middleweight. All right, so he won he won the welterweight. He won the middleweight. He tried for the uh, light heavyweight, but he passed out in the ring because it was like 110 degrees. When he, you know he just passed out from the top. wow, and he was winning the fight. But yeah, he yeah, was winning the fight. Yeah, that's why they made the moniker pound for pound because they gave Ray Robinson. He was pound for pound, the best boxer ever. Wow. Is that the fight he lost? Yeah, he when lost he, that fight. When no, he passed no, out? He lost, I think he lost a comma. He lost a Rocky Graziano or Common Basilio, but he ended up beating him like six more times. So mm. it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he canceled him. This is before he was 30. He was he was 128 and one. Before he was 30? Wow. Yeah. Whoa. So he's fighting and like every other day. God dog. This man fought. This man fought four times in one month. In four different countries. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Okay, I could see where that goat goes to. Yeah. I could. Yeah. Then he had, he had, he owned had some of Harlem. He had clubs in Harlem, drove pink Cadillacs. And you know what I'm saying? So it was, he was basically like almost like a pimp. And the mob couldn't control him. Mm. The mob used to control boxing, but he wouldn't do what the mob said. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he said, nah, you're not taking him. Nah, he wouldn't do it. But he wow. had enough people around him to say, "Hey, we ain't messing with Ray." Right, right. You wow, know? man. He, a good story about Ray Robinson was he had a dream that he was gonna kill a fighter in the ring, right? Mm-hmm. So he said he gonna call the fight off. So instead of instead of uh, they had him go see a priest, they had him go see a chaplain, and they they talked him into fighting him, right? And you know what? He ended up killing the dude, just like he said, just like he dreamed. He had a premonition he was going to kill him, and he killed him in the ring. Wow. What? Yeah. Yep. And you know what I'm saying? Man, did did that change him? Like, did was he the same? For a minute. Mm. Yeah. For a minute, it did. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, he still went back to being Ray Robinson. Wow. So so now, if, if I look at a Ray Robinson fight, and you look at a Ray Robinson fight, we're looking at two different things because you have different eyes. What what about his, what was his strength, and did you see any weakness in his fighting style as a, as a trainer? First of all, he, he had great footwork. Mm. He threw body punches. His left hook, if you he, if you have a YouTube, it's a perfect left hook. It's a, it'll show you Ray Robinson losing a fight. And ask the ref for one more. One more round, and Ray Robinson caught him with a left hook and slept him. Mm. But one thing about Ray Robinson, the difference in Ray Robinson, Ray Robinson was a killer. Mm. He 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 was a killer. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Everybody, everybody ain't a killer. Ray Robinson mm. was a killer. Literally, killers get their hands dirty. Damn. Man, that man fight, box, whatever you, whatever you, whatever aspect he brought to him, he gonna bring it. That man was he he was great. Man. That's who uh, Muhammad Ali wanted to be like. You never ever noticed when Muhammad Ali wore the white shorts. Yeah. The white shorts in the back. He got that from Ray Robinson. Oh, mm. okay. That's who he remember. That's if you watch his footwork, he he boxed like Ray Robinson boxed. Man, wow. makes wow. sense. Wow. He, <laughs> he was always calling himself the greatest. The greatest yep. all the time. Man. You know, but wow, but listening to this story, man, I'm like, sorry, man. Props to you, Muhammad wow. Ali, but but dang, that was that's who he wanted to be like. That was his idol, Ray Robinson. Yeah, wow. so Hair process, Cadillac women, he had, he had it all. 
Man. Mm. So so after Ray Robinson, then would you say Muhammad Ali is the next impactful fighter yes. or just somebody before yes. him? Okay. Nah, okay. Muhammad Ali. Okay. Mm. Man. So, so what, you what? have like, I say impact. Okay, let me go with impactful. Uh you got Jack Johnson, you got Joe mm-hmm. Lewis, mm-hmm. you got Muhammad Ali. Well, you got Ray Robinson, Ray you Robinson. Got Muhammad Ali. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Those guys like changed the sport. You know what I'm saying? Those right. guys you know, they they demanded what they demanded. They demanded money. You know, they yeah, yeah. About to rule them. Right, they, that's they, right. They ran their own show. Right. Okay. And then and then you got now the same. He's not a boxer, but he promoted Don King. Don mm. King made some of the greatest fights in history. You know what I'm saying? Man. Some of the legendary fights. Now, now you've actually you know you you've met Don King, right? So I mean, right. What what was your what was your perspective of him from before meeting him, and then meeting him? He one of the smartest men I ever talked to in my life. Wow, really? Wow, like, yes. Now he got hustle with him. He's a hustler. <laughs> He's street. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as knowledge of the sport, as far as knowledge of of life, Don Don the man. You know what I'm saying? I I, I earn a different. I looked at him totally different. And, you know, I even asked him, I said, well, you know, I said, Don, you, he said, I know you heard all kind of rumors about me. I said, yeah, they say you bomb people, blah, blah. He said, think about it. Them, and I ain't going to say the N-word. <laughs> he said, them juggles was broke before they met me. They didn't have nothing. He said, I made them all millionaires. Right, right. And I was like, and I thought about it. Like, yeah, he did make millionaires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did, you know what I'm saying? What? But, you know. What what was a jewel? What was a jewel? A takeaway that that Don King said to you that that it still stays with you to this day. Well, he told my son something. He said, "The people that you in here with, in this room with, that you bought with you, listen to them." Mm. He said, "Don't you gonna have people? All kind of people coming in your ear. All type of people telling you, you should do this, you should do that. But stay with the people who who was with you when you had nothing." Mm. Mm. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Your circle, keep your circle tight. Got you. He told me tight, you know. When he did that, you know what I'm saying? I, I uh, you know, but I mean, he talked for four hours. Really? Yeah, he talked for four hours. Mm. You know? He got so many hookups, man. He he had Donald Trump on speed dial. He, man, this man. <laughs> Don is something else. You, you mean before before the president or, or, you, mean, or you mean um even I that? No, nah, he no, nah, he was about to be. He's about to become president. Got you, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. he's about to become president. So yeah, Don man, Don Don something else, man. So you know, so there's a there's there's been a lot of um like corruption or or, or into the 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 boxing world. Well, like, what is oh, your hold, take? Hold, hold. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, before before you get to that one, God, go ahead, go ahead. I got something. I just wanna, I just wanna kind of clear up a get an understanding of. Before we leave here, with the with the four brothers, Jack Johnson, Joe Lewis, Sugar Ray Robinson, and Muhammad Ali. Okay, what what made you know? Obviously, I guess boxing was something we were doing. I mean, what made you know what made boxing like something you know intriguing for us to participate in? You know, you know, like a like a baseball, football. You know, what what made us want to participate in it? You know, what did we see in boxing 
in those time periods, you know, after slavery in the early 1900s and things that make us, you know, just just rock with it like that. Well, boxing is a is a, a sport. Like I say, boxing is something a lot of men want to do but won't ever do, you know what I'm saying, or wanted to do. And, mm. But it's a way for, uh, uh, back then, it's a way for a black man to become rich. Mm. Mm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to sit at no job. You're not going to work at nobody's job. You basically, you're, you're your own business, and you go out here and, you know, use your hands and you make money. You become rich. Those guys, all three of those guys. Think about it. Jack Johnson was a millionaire back in 1900s. Wow. Like yeah. early 1900s, 1908, 19, he was a millionaire. Man, Man. That's, a, that's that's impressive. Mm. So, okay. The money, you know, hey, I can make money doing this, doing something I love. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have to work. I'm my own boss, technically, in a sense. So, you know, all I got to do is train. Yeah. All right. My, my bad, guy. You go ahead. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because nah, because yeah. I wanted that. That was good to, to bring it back there because I wanted to make sure because after after we get into to the business stuff and, and and if you definitely come back to that, but I'm I'm still trying to get a, a understanding of this trajectory of mm-hmm. boxing and our culture. So after we, so let's get to Muhammad Ali because he's considered one of the greatest of all time as well. How how impactful was Muhammad Ali? We've seen so many documentaries from him being in the in the ring and outside the ring, but at the time he was going through it, he wasn't always the most the, the the most loved. So, what is your perspective of Muhammad Ali? Muhammad Ali was a man first. You understand? Yes, what I'm saying? sir. That's he right. Yeah. He he, he he gave boxing up. He had a choice: either go in the military or go to jail. So he said, "Well, hey, I'll take a stand on." It. They stripped him of his license. He still stood up for what he believed. You know what I'm saying? A lot mm-hmm. of people. But it's like, oh man, all right, I'm all right, I'll go in the army, you know what I'm saying? But he didn't do that. He stood for it, he stood, you know, for himself. And mm. a lot of people didn't like that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, you know, <laughs> even though they admired it, they didn't yeah. like it because oh, he's he's not going in the army. Like he said, he's not going to Vietnam to kill some people who never did nothing to him. Right. And he's and over here, he's still a second hand. He can't even go in and eat in some restaurants. Right, mm-hmm. right. So why would he go and defend a country? That cared nothing about him. True indeed. Exactly. True indeed. Yeah. So I honestly, you know, I respect him for that. And he was a hell of a fighter. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And he had charisma. You yes. liked him. Mm-hmm. But I tell you a story. One of the, one. Of the, this this is how much of a compliment or how much how much how people looked up to him. Okay. Muhammad Ali was in training camp, right? And mm-hmm. it was this white kid. He was at the hospital. He was dying of cancer, but he wanted to see Muhammad Ali. He, he, Muhammad Ali left training camp, went, drove by two hours, saw the kid in the hospital. The kid said, uh, Muhammad Ali told him, you're going to beat cancer and I'm going to beat George Foreman. You're going to beat cancer, I'm going to beat. And the kid was like, okay, okay. You wow. know. So mm. He went back to training camp and they told him the boy was sick and he was about to die. And Ali and them, they left training camp, rolled two hours to see him. And Muhammad mm. Ali told the kid, he said, I told you, you're going to beat cancer. And I'm gonna be Muhammad Ali. I mean, I'm gonna beat George Foreman. Yeah. And the, wow. kid told me, the kid said, "No, Muhammad, I'm going to meet God, mm. and I'm gonna tell him I know you." Now, Ooh. Wow. 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 <laughs> the kid told him, "I'm going. I'm going to meet God, but when I meet God, I'm gonna tell him I know you." Wow. Mm. Wow, I man! Go all the way back two hours and then say nothing because that's the type of impact he had on people. Man, wow, 
Wow, and this is a white boy. Yep. And he and he was a and he rode two hours again training, to see him. To see him. He already been there yeah. one time. He rode another two hours to go right. back. Wow, man. I don't know. I don't know if those anybody would do that these days. Nah, man, I can't, <laughs> man. Dang. <laughs> I didn't I think mean, I could get why he was training while he was training for George Foreman. While he was wow, man. Jeez. I, I didn't think I could gain any more respect for Muhammad Ali, but man, you just that's you just what? made the 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 wow. That's crazy. Man. Right. And then and then the funny thing about it, right? I got to meet his first wife and his twin daughters, and because one of my fighters fought his grandson on TV. His oh. his grandson had his okay. first fight on ESPN. Oh, okay, yeah. I remember seeing some highlights from that. Okay. Yeah. So he fought with one of my guys out of my gym. Okay. Oh, that was one of your guys he was fighting. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. we got to spend the, you know, spend the weekend up there, blah, blah, blah. And I got to meet his first wife and his twin daughters. And you know what I'm saying? It was it was pretty, you know, pretty that was pretty big for me. You know, yeah. okay. Cool. You got to meet Layla? Oh, I met Layla a long time ago in California. Oh man, man! I had one of my girls fighting on a. I had one of my girls fighting on a, a Canelo undercard. What? And, uh, Layla was Layla talked to her, came and talked to her. So yeah, I got to meet Layla too. Wow, man! Wow. Yeah, yeah, I love Layla, man. God damn, man! Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. Okay. So, so who's next? So after Muhammad Ali, <clears throat> who's next? Who who who's next to make the biggest impact in boxing? Our culture, would you say? I'd probably say Sugar Ray Leonard. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, that, Ray Leonard. Yeah. Now, why do you say yeah, that? Really? Because okay, Ray was a gold medalist. He had the look. He was, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. He had the American look. He won a gold medal. He was flashy, yeah. and <laughs> people wanted to see him because he was Sugar yeah. Ray. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was a fighter. He was a good fighter. Yeah. He so. Was. Impact wasn't as much as the other ones, but it was an impact. You know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. after him, you could say Mike Tyson. <laughs> man. Mike Tyson played the game because man. everybody mm-hmm. wanted to see Mike. They didn't care yeah. who he was fighting. You True. know what I'm saying? True. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, they changed the, you know, they changed the game up. Mike Roy brought hip hop into it. Right, 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 right. And Roy was a bad man. They bought yeah. the swag. You know what I'm saying? True. You know you're good in boxing if people come to see you, they don't care who you fight. You're right. Man. And Michael, Michael fill arena. And you knew Mike been fighting, but maybe a minute. Yes, sir. <laughs> see him. Yeah. Wow. Man. Take take us to the day that Mike Tyson fought Buster Douglas. What's what's going through your mind on this day and as you're witnessing Mike Tyson man, go I, through this. I never forget it. I was at my mom's house. I was getting ready to go back to Fort Bragg. The fight was on TV. Mm-hmm. And I was getting ready to go back. I was in the Special Forces course. Mm, okay. And so I'm watching the fight. I'm like, yeah, Mike going to beat Buster. Because I haven't seen Buster <laughs> fight before. Yeah. I said, yeah, he's going he gonna to get on here and beat the brakes off him. Then I saw Buster start jabbing and using his jab. In the first two rounds, I knew Mike was in trouble. Really? I could see what was going on. I said, hey, man, he, he going to have a rough night tonight. You know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. I knew it was over when Mike uppercut him and knocked him down. He actually stayed down longer than the count, but, you know, it is what it is. Right. He got up. I knew Mike was through. 
Really? You know what I'm saying? And I can look at Mike, tell Mike hadn't been training. Mike didn't have no head moving. Mike had his homeboys in his corner. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he had man. his homies in his corner. They, they didn't even have any swell to take the swell now. They got a, 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 a glove with ice in it trying to get the man swelling to go down. You know what I'm wow. saying? Wow. Yeah. You know, wow. it, it, it was, man, it, it was bad. Yeah. I, man, that, that thing had me sad, man. I'm yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, I was I was hurt. I was hurt too, man. I think I think that's when I fell out of love with it at that moment. Like I was that was that crushed at that moment, man. For some reason, like I just couldn't shake that fact that Mike Tyson got got knocked out, and, spe- and, and in a fashion that he did. Like you know what I'm saying? It was mm-hmm. it was hard that was to watch. A fall. Yeah, oh my God, that was a fall, man. I mean, you were on top of the world, and. And you fall like that? Yeah. yeah that was, that was, and that just go that go to tell you any uh, like any night you know that's why we fight the fights. You could you might have a fight on paper that's supposed to go this way, but man, you don't know what the, you can't you can't judge another man's will or determination. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't. You know, and Buster had just lost his mama. You know what I'm saying? He was on hard time, so you mm. know that man will and that man didn't care. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. had to fight. Hey, I'm gonna do what I gotta do, and he, he beat him. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's one thing. That's why you gotta love the sport. You know, mm, some right. people, it, all the greats have, have failed. You know what I'm saying? Who, yes. who, who have been, you know, been that way. But that's what makes champions. You get them come back. You yes, know sir. Boxing and life parallel each other. So you got to right. get up, and we're we gonna sit around and cry and mope about it. <laughs> right. Nah, right. Got to get back up and you know do what you gotta do. Right. Is it? Is a rematch fight? Is, is the training process for a rematch fight is is that is it more intense? Or do, do you change strategies? Or do you? How do you approach a, a rematch fight versus uh, an original fight? Is there any difference in that approach? Depend on how you how you lost. Mm. So if if you if you weren't tired in the fight, you just lost because the man was he was just better that night. Then you got to go back and touch up. Then you got to wonder, okay, did we overtrain? See, sometimes you can overtrain. Mm. So, did you overtrain in camp? Did you leave your legs out on the road? You know what I'm saying? So, it's different. Yeah. So, or, or did we have the right game plan? Right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? You know, some fighters can make adjustments in the fight. Some fighters can't. So, that's mm. why they end up getting rematches, you know? So, I would think you you would train basically the same, but the, the things that you wasn't doing, you got to work on them. You know what I'm saying? You got to gotcha. work. If you weren't jabbing enough, you went countering enough, you know what I'm saying? You got to start doing those things. Or you got to throw in between punches. Whatever you got to do, you got to – or your defense got to be more on point. So those are things you're going to practice on for a rematch. Gotcha. Mm. Gotcha. See, one thing with boxing, boxing is – I think it's like the ultimate. You know, it's not a team sport. It's like you you, you by yourself. You know, you the you the It's a main, lonely sport. Lonely sport. Lonely sport, yeah. Whoa. You, you're in, it's not a team sport. You out there, you the offense, you the defense, Whoa. you the counter punch, you the jab, you all of that. And well, and, then, man. well, then, well, then that, let's let's go back to Tyson because like you just said Tyson's corner wasn't wasn't official. So that so what role is that corner playing? Because we're saying if it's, if it's not a team sport, it's mono we mono. But what role does the corner play? And a fighter's yeah, corner play the biggest role. You know what I'm saying? But when you're out there. You by yourself, so I can yeah. tell you everything you want to do, but you still got to do it. Still got to do it. Implement what I'm saying and 
to put it into action. So when you yeah. come to the corner, I only have 60 seconds to tell you what you're doing, how we, what adjustments we need to make. You know what I'm saying? But you still have to do them. Mm. You know, mm. and, and your corner play a big role. They got to have all this stuff together. You know what I'm saying? You got to mm. have a cut, man. You got to, everything got to, you know, you got this, uh, the corner is very important. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't think that, but it is. The right. Corner because that man can actually save your life. You know what I'm saying? Or he mm. tell you nothing to, he might tell you one adjustment, one little adjustment you make, and that can win the fight for you. Right. Mm. Gotcha. Right? So, wow. But Mike didn't have no good corner. He got rid of, you know, the people who really knew about boxing. You just can't, man, you just can't have anybody in your corner. You need to have skilled <laughs> professionals. Right. Man, if that ain't real life. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You can't just have anybody in your corner. Can't just have anybody right. in your corner. Wow. Listen, that's a great way to end the segment right there. You can't just have yeah. anybody in your corner. You got to have hey, something. Hey, like they always say, leave friends for friends, but do business with the skilled and competent. Yes. Mm. Yes, mm. yes, yes, yes. Yo. Yes, sir. It's HO and me taking a small break. We coming right back. Coach Robinson Neil, you know what's going down. The Honorable Marcus Garvey said, Up, up, you mighty race, and accomplish what you will. In life I shall be the fame, in death I shall be a terror. And that's exactly what the House of Melanated Excellence is here to show and prove. One love. Come on! Check me, me out. Me out. Welcome home! Yes, sir. H O M E, we back, man. More, we moving through this, man. We we getting a lot of knowledge, a lot of history, a lot of insight in in the boxing world, and yeah. really getting down to the to, to the sweet science of things. Uh, Coach Robinson, you know it's it's one thing to train, you know, a fighter or train a, a person walking through your door. It's another thing to train your son. Uh, what has that process been with you with with training <laughs> your son uh DeAndre AK the Matrix man how has that journey been mm. man that's a journey <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, man. hey i think one of the hardest things to do is train your own kid mm. wow. yeah the, expect, the you the expectations that you have with your own child going to be a lot different from I have yo for your child. Let's say I'm training your child. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna expect him to be like my child. I'm gonna expect the, the best out of my kid. You know what I'm saying? I want him to do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna want him to be like me. And see, sometimes, yeah. and, and sometimes the parent got to realize, you know, he's he's you know, especially when they get older. You right. Know what I'm saying? You're not training. I'm not training DeAndre the kid no more. I'm right. training DeAndre the man. And mm-hmm. sometimes parents got to, you know, as a father, you got to. Let let the, let him grow up and be a man too. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't dictate everything that he do. So that that's a mm. lot of time for a father. If, you know, when you're training your own kid. Right. So you have to. I had to learn to, you know, let him be his own man. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Uh, let him do his own thing. You know what I'm saying? Like what what did that entail? Yeah. So you got like you got you got more so guide him. Than, 
you know, like when he get older, you gotta sort of guide him or give him advice and let him go through his own lumps. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Okay. You, know what I'm you can't take everything for him. Like me, I want to take all of it for my kids. You know what I'm saying? So I, I probably yeah. mess with him up. You know, because like when I'm coming up, I, you always parents always say, "I want my kids to have better than I had." Right. Yeah. So, but in a sport like this, where his life on the line, you gotta, I still gotta be be tough on him too. You know what I'm saying? Man. So sometimes, because like. We don't even talk about, we never even talk about boxing at home. You know what I'm saying? So really? most of the time it's a gym time. So we had to, I had to, I had to learn to leave boxing at home. I mean, leave home for home. I got to be his father at home. But when I'm training them, I got to still be his trainer. Still got to be, you know, tough on them. Right. But mm. you know what I'm saying? But as, as they become their own man. So let's say like, you got to let them have his own identity because like people might come around us and say, uh, Dre the man, Dre the man, you know what I'm saying? But then I come around, they be like, oh, no, no, that's the man right there. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. <laughs> he doesn't have his own identity outside of mine. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. So, you know, and you know, you know, I'm trying to tell them things that way. Well, don't do this, don't do that. I don't know. But, you know, some things they got to go through for themselves. Absolutely. So, when they get older, you got to learn to talk to them like a man. You know what I'm saying? Instead mm. of talking to them like a child. You, right. I, I got to respect them as a man. And talk to him as a man instead of talking to him as a little kid. Like, gotcha. like DeAndre when he was eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You right. know what I'm saying? I can't. And sometimes we, you know, you know, sometimes you know, when they become a man, yeah, you gotta let them be a man. So, what, do do you remember like 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 a fight or a moment that you was just so proud of him? Like, was there, you know, just a, a one particular moment or one particular fight that you just you witnessed and you was just was just so proud of of how he performed. I probably said when he fought a kid, he fought a guy named Brad Austin. Brad Brad was a big dude. Brad was Brad was in the same weight class, but he just was so much bigger. Mm, really? And mm. in the third round, Brad caught him with a good shot, and he he had him hurt. Mm. And I'm yelling, "Yo, grab him, grab him!" You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then he came, and even though he got rocked that round, he came back and still he started putting it on him that round. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I told me right then he had, the, you know, he had the heart, mm-hmm. you know, to, to be be special. Right. And, How old was he? You know, he was probably about about twenty two, twenty one. Okay. Now, he, wow. had, he had fights in the amateurs where I was proud of. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, okay, I tell you what. When we was at the nationals, his first time he won the national, we were in, we were. We were at the Nationals, and he fought this kid that Oscar De La Hoya was touting. Mm. This, this Puerto Rican, Mexican kid or Puerto Rican. Okay. And everybody was following this kid around doing a documentary. So we had to fight him. This was in 2010. And the reason why I never forget this day, South Carolina had just beat Alabama. Alabama was ranked number one. And when we get ready to walk to the ring, I'm looking for something to tell him. You know what I'm saying? I know he's nervous. Right, I'm, right. I'm looking to tell him. I said, "Listen, man, the game cops can beat Alabama." <laughs> <laughs> and then you know he went out there and schooled him. Wow. He went out there and schooled him. He beat the beat, he whooped him. Man. So man. I, I was that, that moment. I was proud of him. You know. Wow. <sighs> when you see your son get hit, though, because you say you see him, him take one. Are you still able to stay in trainer mode, or does that father mechanism kicking? Like, how do you balance that? Well, it, it, it depends on how he get hit. See, he ain't never really never his defense. He, he got real. He's real good on defense. His okay. defense is, is one of his highest attributes. Mm. So, 
if I see him moving his head and he he can stay out, he stay he can stay out of trouble pretty good. Right. So I've I've seen him get hit. I've seen him get hit a couple times in the gym. You know what I'm saying? I only seen him get dropped one time. That was in the gym. We mm. were in the gym and he got caught with a good shot. He went down, but you know what I'm saying? That's part of the game. You got to be a take dump. Take right. that. So right. if that's if you want to be good at it, so mm. I don't really babe him. Yeah, I'm nervous for him because he's my son, but I'm I'm gonna give him the right. I know he can do whatever I tell him. He gonna I'm gonna play him like a video game out there. If I tell him to do this, do that, he gonna he can do it, and he's gonna do it, and it's gonna get him out of trouble or keep him out of trouble. Right. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. So you trust him to do that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. I trust That's good that. training. And he know he know he can rely on me. He like he might say <laughs> what I need to do. He'll come to what I need to do. I say I right, try this, do this, do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he's gonna do it. And, and, and he trusts you. Adjustment, right? You know, a couple of fights he made the adjustment on his own. Where I didn't have to tell him, he made the adjustment. I told him one thing. Well, actually, when he, the time he got caught, I told him to do one thing, and that's when he got caught. And mm. he made the adjustment himself. Mm. And then once he made the adjustment himself, I was good to go. I was like, "Hey, that's a good adjustment. That's a good adjustment." But he made the adjustment himself. But that just come from years in the amateurs. You know what I'm saying? So of getting that ring time and experience. So uh-huh. break down break down an adjustment. What happens when you when you say an adjustment, what's technically happening from a scientific boxing standpoint? Okay, let's say for example, let me get the adjustment he made. Brad was like six two, six three. My mm-hmm. son okay. shorter. So okay. Brad was using the jab and catching him on the outside. He made the adjustment of getting close, keeping his head on his chest, right in his chest, and banging to the body. Mm. So he stays out of brass range. He stays out the range of getting caught with on the extension of the punches. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He, he actually, he's actually inside where he's safe. He's inside. He's inside the storm, but most of the time you're safer inside in the eye of the storm. So mm-hmm. he's right, right. So he okay. he's right there in the storm, and he can see everything. He can make the adjust. He can work around it. He know how to step around. He know how to you know avoid the punches mm-hmm. in there. So. That's what you know. Got that's you. how he made that adjustment. Got you. Got okay. you. Okay. So, like you said, it's, it's a chess. It's a chess match. Right now, there's been other fights where he fought a guy, and the guy was kept putting a lot of pressure on him, and mm-hmm. he just kept turning him like a bull in a matador. You know what I'm saying? Kept turning him, check hooking him, and he he kept make you know making the guy go past him, or he getting the, make the guy keep turning, keep moving his feet, not letting him set his feet to get his punches off. Right. So. You know, those are the different type of adjustments. Gotcha. You know, so he, he knew how to, you know, make the adjustments. That just come from ring time. You know, these amateur boxing matches, they, they give you a lot of ring time. Then he ended up with a lot of – he was in the – you know, been in the ring with world champions. You know what I'm saying? He when he was 14, 15 years old. So, mm. you know, he had, he had he has a high boxing IQ. Right, I right. I just fight in Colombia. I took him all over the country when he was a kid. I used to take him to D.C. Matter of fact, him and Javante Davis, Erickson Lubin, all of wow. them used to be in the same uh, Region 3. We saw represent Region 3 going to the Nationals. Mm, so I know uh, okay. Tank was a little boy. Erickson Lubin, all most of those guys, uh, all those guys when they was amateurs, I knew them. Wow. wow. Okay. Man. Wow. Nice. Nice. Man. So, yes. oh, go ahead, God. Go ahead. No, so that's just like my amateurs now. I take them all over the country too. Like I, I'm, I'm taking them to. They compete in nationals December fifth 
through the 11th down to Shreveport, Louisiana. That's when they get to see all the boxers in the United States who, you know what I'm saying, that tell you what level you're on. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I done had one. He won the Nationals one year. At 13, he was number one in the country. Uh-huh. Then he was number three in the country in a different weight class. So, you know, I got wow. to get the guys out there. Man. So, stuff. so now, you know, like with anything – you know, you always got two aspects of everything, right? You got the the ideal side, then you got the real side. And a lot of time with the real side, you got to deal with the business. When it comes to the business of boxing, how has that part of the, the, the this boxing world been for for you for and for DeAndre? How has the business aspect has it impacted y'all any? And then so which way? Now, well, you know, like with DeAndre, he's my. I've had another pro fighter, a female. I had either, but females don't make the type of money that the men make. So when I'm I'm moving DeAndre, I got to move him strategically until I got out there and learned. I got out there with the big wigs and learned the business of it. You know what I'm saying? Because how the big time promoters look at it, the reason why they get more kids from up north, uh, California, Texas, they look at it like this. They say in the south, there's only one good boxer every 100 miles. Mm. which they got a point. And, but you go to Philly, you might have 10 gyms in a five-mile radius. Wow. Mm. So you, they got more to choose from. You know what I'm saying? They got more more crop. So for, if you come from down here, you got to be special. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because they look, at, they look at South Carolina like, oh, man, they, they laugh at it. So once I once I got out there, got with the zone, uh, Showtime, and Don King, Eddie Hearn, Bob Aaron. Once I got to meet with those guys and talk to them, know what they look, you know what to look for. Then I learned, so I learned the business, right. picking their brain for the business of aspect mm-hmm. of it. Right. Then, so now I have that knowledge. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have that knowledge when I first brought my son into to boxing. I turned him pro at 17. Wow. So he was still in high school boxing for grown men. You know wow. what I'm saying? He's senior high school. So <laughs> I had to, you know, I had to learn. You know, I had to get out here on the road and grind and learn. I it wasn't just given to me. I ain't gonna get it just sitting here in Columbia, right? Right. Figure out what <laughs> so I'm gonna go up there and find out. Man, okay. So because 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 Roy Jones Jr. is is a good friend of yours, right? So yeah, that's my dog. So what mm. what did what did you learn from him business wise? What did he share with you? Matter of fact, even how how did that relationship even develop? And what did you learn from him? Or what did he teach you also about the the business side of boxing? All right. So let okay. Coach Murkison was was Roy pro, first professional boxing coach, Coach Alton Murkison. Coach Murk used to be in the Army. Coach Murk was a, a all-Army coach, Olympic coach. Uh, I was a ranger instructor down in Florida, so I lived about 40 miles from Roy. Me and Roy played in the same downtown basketball league. Right? Mm, okay. So he, I knew, I told Roy, I know Coach Murk, blah, 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 blah. I had dogs. I had pit bulls. Roy had pit bulls and roosters. So that was another. <laughs> that's, I ain't going to ask what went on there. <laughs> yeah, that was another. That's another. Uh, <laughs> bonded. Okay. Of, of, you know, game animals. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So we used to sit around and talk about that for hours. So then when Roy get ready, you know, get ready for the fight James Tony, you know, I got invited up there, you know what I'm saying? Got to go see, you know, getting there, help, you know, help, you know, Coach Mark any advice or anything Roy need, you know what I'm saying? But we just mm. became friends. So, 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 so you met him while he was pretty much Roy Jones Jr. This is this is not before he became Roy. He's 
he's known as Roy Jones Jr. at this particular point when you're meeting him. Right. Well, okay. I, I met him. In, I met Roy in Amateurs too. Now, I well, I played this. I seen him in Amateurs. Gotcha. Right, because mm-hmm. I was playing Amateur too then. But I actually met him, met him, and we became great friends by me going to his house, hanging out with him. You know what I'm saying? And my, and, you know, whenever I see him, like when he came to Columbia for his son's Chick Fil A class, I call him and say, "Man, you come over to the gym." He, came, yeah, I'll be there. Came over to the gym, met everybody, gave him stories. So one time he was hosting a, a fight up in Connecticut. I took my whole gym up there. And, mm. you know, Roy looked out for us. And, you know what I'm saying? But me and him always been good friends. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yeah, we've yeah. been the best of friends, you know. So we can relate on a lot of things. Wow. So I learned, what I learned from him most about was the relationship he had with his father. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. With his father. So I didn't want to make the same mistake with my son, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. What and, what what was what was the dynamic between him and his father that that made you oh, man, move differently? His father don't talk now. They don't they don't speak to this day. His father was so rough on him when he was coming up. Oh, you know what I'm that's why when he turned pro, he didn't have his father working with him. Wow. His father, oh, his father was his trainer back in the day. Yeah, his father taught him what he know. Big Roy, very knowledgeable. Big Roy mm-hmm. know that boxing now. Man, he, he happened to make one of the best fighters ever to put gloves on. Right, right. So, so him, like, and if you ask his father, he shouldn't have taught his father. His father said, Well, if I change anything, he wouldn't be who he was. Mm. He said, you know, then like he said, and I can understand this. People can like you know, some of the stuff I used to do to my kid, they said, Man, that's crazy, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? But you can only say what's crazy when it's dealing with your kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people don't know about yeah. you know, a lot of people don't know about making nothing great because mm. they get it with being average. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But to be something great, you gotta do great things, you gotta do extra. You you can't do ordinary ordinary measures ain't gonna get a great result. Mm. You know, that's right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta do something extraordinary to be great. You can't just Her. be you know what I'm saying? You just can't do the norm and think you're going to get great. That ain't how it works. Nah. That's real. So I had, you know, so that's, that's always been my son's favorite boxer, Roy. You know what I'm saying? Roy gotcha. Jones. Mm. And Man. matter of fact, he was born, my son was born, you know, in Fort Walton Beach, was like 40 miles from Roy. You know what I'm saying? So, but Roy's always, Roy always gave me good advice. He always gave me good knowledge. You know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff, I don't look in the aspect of, you know, a lot of things you open your eyes. You know, I, I try to learn from everybody in boxing. Right, you know right. Whether I use it or not, I still try to learn it, so I'll know it. You know, right. you, I'm trying. You know, on the road, I've got a Harvard education going. Just to, talking to different coaches that I consider good or great. You know what mm. I'm saying? So I had to, you know, get that education so I could come back and, you know, give it out. You know. Yes, sir. So now we we're looking at uh, this upcoming fight with. Uh, the tank man, Javante Davis versus uh Isaac Cruz. What is what is your thoughts? What is your predictions on this up and coming fight? Isaac Cruz a perfect setup set up for him. Cause Isaac Cruz gonna be right there in his face and tank gonna knock him out, sleep him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give him that uppercut. Mm. Yeah, you gonna you know what I'm saying? Uh, a, a boxer might give tank like if tank fought Devin Haney, then that's a whole different subject. If tank fought Lopez, but fighting Cruz, man, Tank going to sleep, Cruz. Wow. Mm. See, man. a lot of times you're not fighting the fighter, you're fighting the style. Certain the style. styles make fights. So certain styles are going to be bad for a person. Like, let's say if I had a boxer who was getting ready to fight Tank, 
Mm-hmm. I would have I have them moving, popping and moving, popping and moving. Don't sit still. I let them load up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Set feet. You know what I'm saying? Pop them and keep moving. Get my punches off and move. Turn them and start keep them turning. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Now he's a good boxer too. He can fight and box. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Both. But you he's a boxer puncher. So you're gonna have to have you gonna have to be slick and you're gonna have to have lay some heavy hands on him to slow him down. Mm, cool. So there's different styles. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like you might like somebody like Marvin Hagler, who gonna mm. just keep coming no matter what. Yeah, man, he was a ball. He a machine. <laughs> yeah. That elite pace, that's on man, you're gonna be wore out by the fourth or fifth round if you ain't in no shape. Yeah, you know, you gotta you got to be in excellent shape to fight a guy like that. Mm, man. And you gotta have you a know, certain mentality as well, right? You got yeah, sometimes though it don't matter what mentality you sleep in Prime example, when he fought Tommy Hearn. Yeah. That's the best yes. three round fight ever. They were street fighting. What? Out yes, the they gate. were. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Out the gate. So yeah. had that mentality, well, he still went to sleep. He still went to sleep. God dang. Wow. Yes, man. What is it like going to sleep? What is it like getting knocked out, man? What is <laughs> what's going through your mind, man? And when you when, do you know you're getting knocked out or what what happens? Well, it's better that you if you're gonna get knocked out, get knocked out in the first round or the second round. <laughs> Why so you say that? You, listen, because you think about it, you took a beating all the way to twelve rounds, right? Uh. And you got knocked out in twelve rounds. You took a beating, you done had probably been concussed about two or three times. Yeah. Now you sleep. Now you that that take like years off you. That take years, that take five or six fights out you. Ooh. Out you five or six. Yeah, man. Some of the man, some of them guys go through that that gauntlet, but they don't have it, man. They don't want to go back through that again. Man, you, know what I'm you see a war, man. Do the guy really want to go? Who wants to go back through that again? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so if you gonna get knocked out, get knocked out early. Well, you just sleep. But I ain't never been knocked out. Now, I been, <laughs> let's I get that clear. Let's get that clear. You're asking the wrong guy. Man, yeah. yeah. Now, I'd have been, I, now, I'd have been choked out, like, because I, I do jujitsu twice to teach um, jujitsu. Uh oh. I love jujitsu now. Oh, yeah. Yes. Classical so, jujitsu? Huh? Classic jujitsu, not Brazilian jujitsu. Gracie, Brazilian jujitsu. Oh, okay. Brazil. Okay. I got, I got you. Gotcha. Yeah, so I used to teach that in the military. Mm. So. I used to teach my sons how to choke you out and stuff. So one day I was playing when they was they was young then. One of them had me in the chokehold. I let him get me in the chokehold. He got me in the chokehold. And the other <laughs> one swing that swing that my, my, my private area. He swing, my youngest son. He swing. Oh, so I'm shoot. trying to grab him. Next thing I know, man, I just blacked out. <laughs> oh <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I said, oh, what is that? I actually choked me out. <laughs> Worrying about the jewels, man. If you have to tap out, huh? <laughs> yeah. What son did that to you, man? What son was that? DeAndre? DeAndre was punching at me. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Dominic Junior. He had me in a chokehold. Oh man. man, he's trying to get I that out of here. I really make a choke or put you out like my. I seen DeAndre at twelve choke a grown man out the gym. You know? Wow. I had, I had, you know, I used to tell my soldiers. I bet my sons will choke you out, and I they let them put them in it. Next thing you know, they sleep. Ah <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> They still took me out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. But um, in the history of boxing, you know, we talked about 
you know, how it, you know, how black people impacted us and how we impacted the sport. I feel we have to dabble into also how it, how Hispanics and, and, you know, Cubans, Mexicans, how they, how they impacted the sports also, because a lot of, you know, a lot of great boxers came there, came through there also. Right. But say, okay. If you want to, if you want to make money, you're going to have to fight one of them. Okay. Like Floyd. Everybody say Floyd. Listen, when Floyd made the millions, Floyd wasn't the person they was coming to see. They was coming to see Oscar. When Floyd made the most money, he made money right. with Oscar. He mm. made money. He made. He never made no crazy money with no black person. He mm. made Oscar De La Hoya. He That's made right. money with Manny Pacquiao. He made yeah. money with Conor McGregor. You know what I'm saying? The big yeah. fights that he had. There was Canelo. He made money with Canelo. You see yeah. those type of fights because they those those ethnicities, they bring a crowd. He, they bring True. a whole country. They got a whole country support. They <laughs> True. That's what I'm True. So he, if Floyd fighting Oscar De La Hoya, everybody fighting come Mexico. To, yeah. Or if he <laughs> fighting Canelo, every Cuban, every Mexican want to see him fight. Yes. They coming back. So it's yes. not like, okay, if when Floyd fought Baltimore, Man, they was giving out tickets in Vegas. Anybody want to see him fight Baldemir? Ain't nobody want to see him fight Andre Berto. He ain't making <laughs> money. That money, he making money off of the Mexicans, which strategically, wow. I don't. That's that's smart business. Yeah, you know, like I was saying y'all before, amateur boxing a sport, pro boxing a business. It's all mm. about butts in them seats. Word. You know, what I'm it's some fighters out there who are better than the fighters who are actually on the top of the world, but they just don't get seen. So, like I tell people. Don't confuse promotional push with talent. Mm. Because just because you get pushed, let's say Terrence Crawford, he's one of the best boxers in the world, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. But he don't get as much, they don't promote him as much as they do Lamachenko. They don't promote him as much as they do Tyson Fury. You understand what I'm saying? No. He yeah. barely you bet they barely even talk about him, but he's supposed to be the pound for pound the best fight in the world. You feel right, you right. Uh-huh. You know, but that's how that's the game. You know what I'm saying? Right. Promoters are smart. A man once told me a long time ago, he said, promoters are pimps, boxers are whores, and the ring is the corner. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dang. Man, that is hardcore right there. That's a, that's a fact. That's a game. That's you know? mm-hmm. Wow. So you, you got to try to put yourself in a position where you can make money. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And like if you get an opportunity, you got to be, when your opportunity come to be ready, you gotta be you gotta be ready because you might go on TV and shock somebody. Now they were looking at you. Okay. We like him now. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But you gotta have some look. You either have good looks, talk shit, <laughs> or, or don't be in some kind of investigation before or something. You know what I'm Man. saying? Man. Controversial yeah. sale with boxes. Okay, look at Floyd. Floyd been in jail for beating his baby mama, whatever, right? He mm-hmm. been in jail. A lot of people don't like him. Yep. Canelo, supposed to be drug cheap, you know, steroids, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Tyson Fury, look at Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury was a, a, a crackhead. He was uh, <laughs> depressed. He, he was a living homeless. He was a gym. He got a story. Right, yeah. right. So you look at all the great Muhammad Ali, controversy. Ray Robinson, controversy. You understand mm. what I'm saying? All yeah. the great boxers had some kind of something to go. Adrian Broner made a lot of money still because he, he he was a problem, <laughs> you know. Say right, right. Up. Mm. yeah. So he still it was getting good fights, but people want to see him because he gonna sell tickets. 
That's what the promoters care about selling tickets. You get a good church boy who can box his behind off. They ain't come. It is what it is. Right, right. So, uh, you got stuff where people want to see you. Gotcha, yes, man. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, man. Okay. Cool, before cool. before we go to our, our our last break, man, I just want to ask you a question. Like, there's been a lot of great boxing movies over mm-hmm. the years. What is your favorite boxing movie that you can watch over and over again that still gives you a, a, mm-hmm. a great feeling? Ali or Rocky Three? Mm. Ali Rocky or Rocky Three? Rocky Three. That's with uh, Mr. T. Right, right, yeah. yeah. You like Clubber that one Lang. over Rocky Four? Like that Clubber Lang, yeah. He's the only one to beat him. Yeah, Clubber Lang was talking a lot of stuff. You know. What I oh mean? yeah, yeah. He was hungry, and then I like what Mickey was telling him. Say, so mm. he told Rock, "You can't beat him. He's a wrecking machine. He's hungry. Mm. You ain't been hungry since you won that belt." <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside of three rounds. Yep, man. God is a wrecking machine. Yeah, <laughs> man. He's not, yeah, I remember that. Uh, it was a part where he was doing Rocky was doing a commercial, and Mickey yeah. says to him, and the, and the lady kisses him on the like does ah oh, can I take a picture or something? And she kisses him, and Mickey says to Rocky, "Clover ain't gonna kiss you. He gonna <laughs> kill you." <laughs> yeah, they said, and like Mickey said, "Man, let's get back to the gym." <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Yeah. What do you say, God? <laughs> he, said, he said, "Let's get back to the gym. We need some blood, sweat, and tears." Yes, sir. <laughs> Man, yo, all, all, all planet fitness. Yeah, like he in planet fitness training. <laughs> yeah, he was, man. He was just so damn. Uh, for the commercials and for the TV and all that stuff, man. Right, Club told me he fight them setups. He yeah. say he fight bum. bums, fighting bums, oh, oh, fight. bums, fighting bums. Oh he man, he started talking to his wife. What? Yes. Hey, you. Woman. <laughs> hey woman. Hey woman. <laughs> you want to know what it is? Be with yo, woman. man. Yo, we going to commercial, man. We going to break, yo. We be back. H O M E, man. I know you want to know what it feels like. You with a real man. <laughs> yeah, Come on, bring your little pretty self over this way. <laughs> you now tuned in to the house of melanated excellence with your brothers vic and jermaine engage with us like share comment on instagram at underscore seven underscore podcast become part of the movement Queens get the money. South Carolina, what's up? What's up, y'all? This is Nas. This is Kendrick Lamar. What's up, y'all? This is J. Cole. Follow the show on Instagram at h.o.m.e. underscore seven underscore podcast. Yes, sir. Man. H-O-M-E. It's been a great build, a great dialogue, man. Um, yes. One of the things I wanted to get into, I remember at one time in Columbia, there was no boxing gyms. Actually, it was one in Chapin called White Rock right, Boxing. White Rock. I actually used to be out there. I used to be the head trainer at White Rock. Wow. Mm, okay, okay. So, you know, so you know what I'm talking about then. So where I'm going with this is your academy, Robertson Hill 
Boxing Academy, man. What's the what's the philosophy behind it? What what is the academy? Mm. What does it embody? What is this the ultimate goal for the Robert Chanel Boxing Academy? Well, one to be iconic. Mm. <laughs> nah, be iconic. But for real, you know what I'm saying? I, I just like raising confident young men and women. You know what I'm saying? It, mm. it gives you know even people who don't aspire to be boxers. You know what I'm saying? They can still learn and have that confidence of being able to take care of themselves. You never know. Oh. It's better to have it than not need it than to need it and not have it. Yes, sir. You know? That's right. Everybody think they can fight until it's, it comes time to defend yourself. Then you realize, maybe if I took one more lesson, I'd have been good. Mm, yeah. Right, right. So, you know, my my gym, I, you know, my gym is like a, a, a community. You know what I'm saying? I got people from all walks of life and the doctors, lawyers, school, skid, kids, athletes, you know, and people, you know, when they come in because they have, you know, the dialogue is, all, is always fun in there. Everybody having a good time. People, right. you know, you, you get to uh, network in there with people who do different things. Mm-hmm. So everybody like coming. Even like I have my 5 a.m. classes. I have a 5 a.m. class, 6 a.m. class. My 6 a.m. Jubilee, I have like older people, and I got a 78-year-old woman, and I got a 60-something-year-old woman. The rest wow. of and a lot of my classmates who are 50-something years old, I'm 55, I got classmates who come in there and work out, too. So mm. it doesn't matter, you know, trying to keep everybody healthy and give everybody, you know, a sense of, you know, pride in themselves, you know, stay healthy and stay fit. Right. Nice, nice, nice. I like that. That, that leads me to one thing. I, is this this quote I found... Um, I'm not sure if it's yours, but it says your mind has to be stronger than your feeling. Correct. That's and I, and I, and I was saying that to mostly to most most of the young men out there. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. my mind gotta be stronger than my feelings. Okay, let's say for example, I get pissed off at somebody, right? Mm-hmm. I could go do something to them, but my mind gotta be stronger than my emotions because now I, I I'm I'm look how many people I'm leaving out. Or look how many people I'm letting down. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just like you. If you, you I know yeah, both of y'all got kids, right? Yes, sir. That's right. Yes, sir. You can't do nothing, let nobody trick you off the street to to be locked up and your kids still need you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. that's like, you know, my father told me something a long time ago. He said, Okay, I was people talking about take care of the kids. Something my father said, You don't get credit for something you're supposed to do. Credit for that. You know what I'm mm. saying? So, as a man, you got to get up, man. You you got to be your your mind got to be strong. Your mind got to be strong to get up every day. Right, that's right. You know, you just, uh, going by your emotions, you just lay in the bed, and say, "Man, bump this." I'm go. I don't feel like going to work today. You know what I'm saying? I don't, right. Your mind got to be stronger than your feelings and right. your emotions. You know right. what I'm saying? That's for anything. Yes, sir. You know, mm-hmm. But but life, you got to be yo. As a man, man, yeah, you know special you know, man first. So that's why I be trying to teach these young boys. I said, man, I, I don't yeah. coach my arm. Hey, hey, welcome to boxing. You know what I'm saying? You, you welcome to this. I said, you think this hurts? Boy, life gonna put some stuff on you, boy. You ain't even ready. I said, you gonna mm. see what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So I try to give them a strong. I try to give them that range of mentality. You know, no matter what's going on, no matter what happened, you gonna make. You know what I'm saying? You come out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be the lone survivor. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Man, I love that. That's powerful, man. That's powerful. You ain't holding holding no punches. You ain't nah. taking it easy on them. That's nah, because right. 
that's a problem. It's, you know, the system, school system, take one of these on them. You can't really say nothing to kids. You know, they, you know, I taught them, I talked to them kids in the gym like I talked to my kids. Right, right. Mm. Sure indeed. You know what I'm saying? I give them that tough love in the gym. You do. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot, a lot of single mothers bring their kids there, their sons there. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, wow. Yeah. I had to tell them, I said, listen, all that stuff you're doing on Facebook with him, all that, he laying in the bed with you and all that foolishness. I said, listen, raise him like you going to raise somebody you trying to date mm. 20 years now. You know what I'm saying? Raise him like you want, like the same man you be talking about, you want a man, raise your son like that. Raise mm. and hold him to that same standard. Right, right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You, you oh, That's my bad. Yeah, okay, but he going to be a man one day. Right. You know what I'm saying? He all in this feeling, man. I don't care about you crying. Get over there. Get back on that bag. <laughs> <laughs> man, yes, yes. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but your, your mind has to be stronger than your feelings, bro. <laughs> no matter hmm. what. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and just think, sit back and think about that. You know what I'm saying? Think about your great-grandma, your grandparents, the stuff they used to have to go through. You know hmm. what I'm saying? You know, when your grandma had to walk to school and all that foolishness and stuff like that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? The stuff they had to endure. And we crying about some little stuff. Right. Yes. Yes. So, you know, perspective right there, man. Do, wow. would, would you say, uh, are, are boxes made or are boxes born? Well, they have to be made too. You know what I'm saying? They ain't born because if they was born, you have every now, every every two or three kids in the hospital will be a boxer, right? Right, right. Fighters, you know what I'm saying? Some people are fighters. They they might not be a fighter in the ring, but in life, they fighters, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Nelson Mandela, he was a boxer, but he was a fighter too. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who'd been in, in jail 20s, like Nelson, look how long he stayed in jail and got out. Mm. Hurricane Carter, he was a boxer. He went to jail 27 years. Right. And he didn't do what they say he did. You know what I'm saying? Somebody like that. Let's say somebody like Harriet Tuck. Those people who had to endure. Talk about it, coach. Yeah, you know, so those, those are people who mm. had to go through real struggle. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Those people, those are people that you say, man, wow. You know what I'm saying? People look up to basketball players and football players. Yeah. Man, look at somebody who really had to go through a struggle and still come out of it on time. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Those are, those are my heroes. I admire, you know what I'm saying? Those are the type of people who had enough gumption to say, nah, I'm not taking this no more. Right. Yeah, I'm doing what I got to do. Man. You know, to, make it, to, to make it better for anybody else. Right. Mm. Man. Um, remarkable, man. Like I said, it, you know, from my perspective, you, you definitely more than just a coach. And the, and the Robertson Neal Academy is definitely more than just a gym. It's, no it's it's definitely in your family, and, and I bear witness to that. And I, I just I love seeing what you're doing. You mean so much to the to the community, and um, just want to just just whatever we can do to to support you to, to keep it going, man. We 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 here for it, man. And speaking yeah, of that, no doubt, man. You you got the Rock the Bells coming up here soon. What's what's that all about? Why why Rock the Bells? What's what's going on here? <laughs> well, we always say rock the bells. Like my partner Andrew Stokes, he has Stokes Promotions. He he's my partner in high school, so we go back a long way. We okay, you know, gym together, struggling, trying to keep the lights on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He went to promote. I went to stay with the coaching route. Mm. Now we work good as a team. You know what I'm saying? He he, but he do his thing. He's a good promoter. He do his thing as a promoter, and you know he, you know he 
gives these, a lot of these local fighters opportunity. Right. You know what I'm saying? They get opportunities that they wouldn't normally get. So they get to fight in front of the home crowd. They get to hone their craft. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they ready to go out there under branch to have them big fights, hey, they got to be ready. You know what I'm saying? So, But it's good. You know, people get to come out and see live professional boxing, which they probably don't. You know, people don't see it on TV. Right, right. They see, you know, close hand that, that you know, you be, oh, man, that was, that was great. You know, a lot of them, they watch it and they, they get addicted to it. So they come back, you know. Right. So if you can come out and join Rock the Bells, you know what I'm saying? Also, like I said, I got three young men I'm taking to the Nationals. Um, hmm. I'm taking them to the Nationals. Wow. To see to see where they stand in the world. The what correct in the United <laughs> States. To see, I gotta put my craft out there. See, you know what, <laughs> what I'm teaching them. Is, oh right. What level I'm on? What standard I'm on? Right, yeah, right. That's, that's my way of testing myself. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying. I nice. So I got a GoFundMe on my page. If you want to throw there a dollar, two dollars, if you can. Okay. If you can, you can't. But if not, just give them some words of encouragement. So. We we trying to do it like I said. We trying to help everybody in the community. You know what I'm saying? And if we just want to make it a home for everybody. You know, some place that everybody can can come and, and feel comfortable. But they're gonna put that work in. That's a fact. They don't get that work put in. That's a fact, man. Like they say, when you come to the Robinson Deal Plantation, you best set your mind to work it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, man, man. That's beautiful. I love it. I love it, man. Yeah, um, it's supposed to be no doubt, man. And, and mm-hmm. you know, before we go, man, one of your fighters, um, Jalen, uh, you know, he, me and him live in the same neighborhood, and I don't even, right. I don't even say nothing to him. Like I don't know if you know me because like, he's he's helped my son. Work on a few things a few times. I brought my son up there. But to see how this young man moves is so impressive. I don't even want to bother him. Like, I like that he got his own trucking business now. He gets up and, I mean, and he's and he's hauling some heavy industrial construction equipment. So right. to, to see this young brother, like you said, he's working, he's doing this boxing thing. And to know that this is one of the products of what the academy has brought forth, man, it's a beautiful thing to observe that this young brother Moving high, he's moving out here in this world, man. So, man, right, being responsible. I had him since he was sixteen years old. Wow, <laughs> and took it from scratch. Put gloves on him. Mm. Took him from amateurs. Took him around the country. Made and took him to pros. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So I'm proud of him too. You know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, and 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 you should be, man, as well. Yeah, man, he's moving correctly out here in these streets, man. So I definitely got his back from afar. You know what I'm saying? So I just let him cool. move. Keep doing your thing, young brother. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, man. God, you got anything else you want to you wanna ask the coach before we let him go? Yo, man, I'm just um, I'm just uh, really in awe and um, thankful and grateful, man, for the for having the wisdom and the and the knowledge before it was before it was before us. Yeah. Of, um, you know, just of Coach Robinson here, man. It's just uh, it's been. It's been great. Yes, sir. It's been everything I expected and more. Yeah. You know, having this on um, this great legend, man, on the show about, you know, we get to talk about boxing, man. We just went in on on boxing. Yeah. And um Yeah, I, I love it, man. It was it was great. Yeah. <laughs> was great. Right, right. And, so, yeah. you know, like I say, boxing and life parallel each other, man. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? They do. You get down, you get knocked down, you gotta get back up. 
know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. When, when everybody turn them lights off in the house, you got to find a way. Right. Yeah. Make a way out of no way sometimes, you know? Man, so you can't, accountable. Right. So you can't doggone get in your feelings. You got to get it done. <laughs> yes, sir. That's right. Yes, sir. That's right. Feet, you got you to hey, you gotta make it happen. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Man, I, make it I definitely take a, a fighter's approach to this podcast game because it's, a, it's mm-hmm. very... Over, not saying oversaturated, but it's over. It's getting there. You know what I'm saying? And um, mm-hmm. right. you got to distinguish yourself from the rest, man. So you got to be very calculated. We definitely playing chess. So the boxing mindset, man. I think me coming to your class is gonna help <laughs> help the show even more. You know what I'm saying? Just having oh, that yeah, 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 that yeah. understanding. On, yeah, because like I tell you, you know what I'm saying. Like until you actually in that water and actually, you know what I'm saying, come out here and, and see, you'll get a better respect for it and you'll get a better understanding of what the science of it is all about, especially mm-hmm. when you get taught by the numbers. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Okay. Once you get taught by the numbers, then the next time you watch a boxing match, you're going to be like, oh, there it is. That's why he said this. Okay, I see it now. You know. Oh, got you. You know, you know I used to always say, I'd rather for a boxing coach to have had, bo- have had actually boxed to teach somebody, you know what I'm saying? Correct. Now, not granted, not in all cases, because there's some coaches out there who never box and are pretty good. Yes. But yeah. he can, he still can never tell you how I feel in the fourth round if he never boxed. Yes, he sir. Can't tell, he can't, if he ain't ever put the gloves or he can't tell you how I feel to get caught. <laughs> you know, right. Punch, you know what I'm but right. Or if he never sparred. Now, if he sparred, he done been in the ring, you know, I can understand. He, he got a feeling. He understand. But if he ain't never did it, that's why I say everybody who sit at home and say, oh, man, that's easy. Come on out to the gym. And punches. Listen, I yeah. have, I have people come off the street, say they can do it. I say, all right, I'm going to put you in there with a the boxer. The boxer ain't going to throw no punches at you. You get in there and knock his head off, and they can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's swagger, man. Swagger looking like they're drunk up in there. Wow. <laughs> I can see that too, man. I can see that, man. Yo, it's it's been such a pleasure, man. Listen, um, December eleventh of this year, twenty twenty one, Rock the Bells five, man. Come out, support the brother. Like I said, it's not too many gyms around here that that gives you authentic, real boxing, a family environment, the structure you need, just for the mental and physical development of anybody that's really serious about. Um, personal growth and, and, and cultivating that mind and body, man. So once again, please, Coach, give your information, how they can contact you to find out more if they're interested. Uh, yeah, come on. My uh, it's Dominic, my Instagram, I mean, my, my email is DominicNeil24 at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, the gym is located in 1971, the Grand Road Suite. 4. Yes, I heard. My phone number is 803-521-4068 if you need to contact me or whatever. But come on out. Uh, I promise you, you'll look at a lot of things differently once you come and train one time or come out and check out a boxing match or whatever. Or just if you want some life advice, come on by and holler at your boy. And he definitely will. Mm-hmm. I stand on that, man. Yo, love you, my brother. Appreciate you yes, for coming sir. on. So Modi B, you know how we do it, bro. So listen. We're going to keep that on the hush right now, though. You heard? So, yeah. Listen, we... I think we should ride out to something, um, you know, make us feel like champions. So, yo, mm, what we got? Until until next time, you know how we do it, man. The man right here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. show with me, House of Man Later Excellence. Until next time, man. Game over.
<laughs> All right, brother. Hey, appreciate y'all. Hey, appreciate you, brother. Peace. <laughs>